Uh, okay, before we get started, uh, uh, now, uh, the way I see it, we need $650 million through some simple changes in our cash management. I think each one of you is entitled to the whole truth. I'm the president, and as they say, the buck stops here. Welcome to Cocktail Cinema. I am your first favorite bartender, your third favorite author, Josh Price. And as always, I am joined by the distinguished Fozzie Bear. Hey, hey, ready to roll out the red carpet for this one. Sitting beside him, we have the master of the mix, Shasti. What up, what up, what up? Doing some producing tonight. Pleasure to be here. All right. In honor of Election Day here in the States, we have selected Dave. The 1993 political comedy starring Kevin Klein. But before we get to all of that, we have a very appropriate drink known as El Presidente. Oh. oh. So this is a martini of sorts. Um, it is made with an ounce of white or silver rum, half an ounce of uh, orange curacao or triple sec, um, a quarter ounce of dry vermouth and a quarter ounce of grenadine. Shake that bad boy up. And uh, the key is to shake your shaker until you start to get ice on the outside. Crack that puppy open, strain it. No ice, just straight into the glass. Mm-hmm. So the ingredients are booze, booze, <laughs> booze, and more booze. Yeah, booze, so booze, 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 and a little bit of sugar. Yeah, it was Cheers, bud. martini yeah that's good though yeah it's not bad this is i gotta admit this is the first time i've had one of these i had to do a little bit of research to find an appropriate drink but i think everybody knows how i feel about rum i have i have a sweet spot in my heart for it you're a little rum runner you yeah yeah not bad it comes out a little pink if you don't want to shake the grenadine in it you can uh put it in after you've You've strained the drink and let it sink to the bottom. It gives a little bit more of that. Uh, it helps you protect yeah. the president. That's more. right. So we're all right. Your job is pink to on the inside. Protect the president all the time. Yes. Protect the president. So yeah. So now that we have our cocktails in hand, downed. Let's get down to brass tacks and do a, uh, a little bit of the the behind the scenes stuff here. So like I said, Dave was released in 1993. It was directed by Ivan Reitman uh, of Ghostbusters fame. It was written by Gary Ross, who was known for like Pleasantville and Big. It Big, had huh? a yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for the '90s, this was the quintessential crew. Hmm. Heck yeah! For uh, for budget, they had twenty-eight million dollars, and for the box office, they made back sixty-three point three million dollars. So, you know, a, a decent-sized hit for uh, for '93. It was. It came in second. Uh, in its opening week, and then the week after that, it, it took first, and it held first yeah, for, a, yeah. for a little while. 93 was a good year. If I remember correctly, it was like year of the comedy. It was like, mm-hmm. I think, Billy Madison, Major Pain. I think maybe Independence Day was in there, too, maybe that year or something. But it was, it was a decent year, yeah, for I think sure. even Forrest Gump was 93. <laughs> <It might laughs> if you're saying second been. in, in yeah. sales, like, I'm, yeah. that could very well. Yeah, yeah it, and, I mean, obviously we're talking, we're talking pre-inflated numbers, so... Um, for its time, it did really well. I mean, not a super super smash hit, but for for a comedy, it, it was it was rare for it to do so well. And I I didn't I've never heard of this movie until until we started reviewing this actually until we started talking about it, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's everywhere. I don't know if it's just because it's getting into November, you know, it's an election but, year, but, yeah. But it's a good flick. Now it's on your radar. It's too. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
feel good flick. Well, and then obviously Google and Facebook are listening to everything we talk true, about. So. True, yeah. true, true. <laughs> they see your spreadsheets. <laughs> They're taking notes. Good. Um, Mr. Foz, do you happen to have the cast in front of you? Yeah, I got the majority. Um, let's, we'll go over the big time guys. Uh, Kevin Klein, mm-hmm. main character. He plays a couple parts. We'll get into that. Sigourney Weaver, um, mm-hmm. Frank L- Langella, I believe you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. He did like Dracula in 79. He's been in a mm-hmm. ton of stuff. He always plays that stoic asshole kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, ben Kinsley, um, you'd know his face if you saw him. He played Gandhi. He was in Schindler's List, Shutter Island. He was mm-hmm. in there as well. Um, Charles Grodin, Bing Rames with hair. Yeah. I think it was like fake though, because you can kind of still see his shiny ass. I don't know. We'll talk about <laughs> it. Yeah, because yeah, we'll get that. But uh, Kevin Dunn and Laura Linney was the, uh, the hussy of the movie. There's a bunch of cameos. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jay Leno, Larry King, Ben Stein, among others. Mm-hmm. There were some other political yeah. people that showed their face in this one. But that's that's the majority. No pun. Yeah. Um, so Dunn uh, actually went on about 20 years later to be in another political comedy. Uh, it was a series called Veep with uh, uh, the girl from uh, Seinfeld. Um, Elaine? Yeah. Yeah, uh, what's so she's the she's the main character, and he's on her staff. Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, Louis Dreyfus, something Louis, Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. I okay. can't remember, but yeah. Um, so I'm gonna do a quick rundown. This movie will be relatively simple. Um, so it starts out with uh, Kevin Klein's character, Dave Kovic, is hired by the Secret Service to be a body double for the president. And while he is in their employ, the president has a stroke. And in a ploy by the chief of staff to become president himself, asks Dave to stand in as the president for another month. Uh, over, over that period of time, Dave sees that there are things that he can change in his position as the president, essentially, <laughs> um, or acting president. And he starts acting like a president. Um, when the chief of staff... Well, maybe not acting like a president, but how a president should act. How a president should act. (laughs) Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. He's he's a Bartlett if there ever was one. Um, So uh, when the chief of staff gets pissed off that Dave is actually doing stuff, uh, Dave fires him. And in retaliation, chief of staff releases evidence that the president committed a whole bunch of crimes. Uh, Dave finds out the allegations are true and calls a special joint meeting of both houses of Congress and confesses that he and the chief of staff had committed all those crimes. Uh, he then fakes a stroke, swaps places with the real president in the ambulance, goes home, and runs for local office. And that is Dave. That is Dave. Dave was a good fella. Is a good fella. Good dude. Good dude. Absolutely. Well, we can kind of, I kind of want to start with why the stroke came to be. He was banging his secretary, <laughs> yes, or yes. intern, or whatever you want to say. So he, she kind of rolls off him, mm-hmm. and or he kind of rolls on her, and yeah, he goes limp. He's limp, instant limp. <laughs> but that's how that started. Well, it's it's kind of funny too, because like when Dave goes in and he's got to pretend to be the president after the stroke, yeah. they're like, "Man, you're in better shape than you were before. <laughs> yeah. like, what have you been doing?" Because he's like, the Dave is like, a, he's a, takes the bicycle to work. Yeah. He's, he, you know, he. When he's introduced, he's like riding and he's got the mm-hmm. one pant leg up so it doesn't get caught in the gears and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, overall, good dude. Yeah, just, you know? just a stand-up guy. Very different from the his 
parallel mm-hmm. character in this movie who's kind of a dick. Yeah, and it's it's showcased primarily in, in one of the... F- it might be the only scene where Dave and the president are on screen at the same time. Where the president comes into the room and he's like, by God, he actually looks like me. <laughs> Get rid guy. of that smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. you look like a schmuck. <laughs> and that's Dave's moneymaker, man. Yeah. Dave? Now, I... <laughs> I have to ask. So when they first find Dave, Ving Rhames, a member of the Secret Service, is at a car dealership where Dave is pretending he's, he's impersonating yeah. the president yep. to sell cars. And he comes in like riding a giant ass right. pig. <laughs> and so, like, people are like, oh, is that the real president? Like, God, I hope not. <laughs> Why the fuck were they there? That makes no sense to me. They were scoping. They were, they were trying to figure out the, the, best, the best next thing. But I mean, we're all, we're talking about a time before the internet, so it's not like they could have googled this guy and said, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. there's a per, there's a presidential impersonator but, that lives in this town." This went on. <laughs> but the, he's he's number forty five, right? He's yeah. president forty five. Yeah. So it being filmed in ninety three and him being president forty five brings true. up that they don't know. Like Clinton served two terms, he got in the mm-hmm. scandal in his second term, right? They don't know that at this time. That's true. So yeah. say Clinton took over for four more years and then his mm-hmm. predecessor like he wouldn't be president until oh mm-hmm. one which obviously they can't see that far ahead of time because that's true because they're like you know a few more presidents but mm-hmm. like they they couldn't like uh uh predict the, yeah the impact that social media yeah. has or how big it was you know what i mean because because in between those two times it mm-hmm. was journalists mm-hmm. doing the the original social media before everybody had yeah you know a my myspace or whatever it was first you well know let's I mean? let's do the math here so um it, Trump is 45 in the real world, right? Mm-hmm. So there's two other presidents that have to come between Clinton or Clinton and Dave. So bare minimum, it's like you said, 2000 when he's elected. Um, but in, if we go by the real world, he was elected in 2016. So yeah, you're absolutely right. He's, he's around in the days of, of the internet. So I guess I can take that one back. I'll yeah. eat my words. No, it's just... This crow tastes <laughs> yeah. delicious. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't know that at the time. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's, yeah. it's 1993. And well, and they, they, they did a good job of, of being kind of timeless in that way where they didn't try to predict what technology would look like for President 45. So you can insert it pretty much anywhere within a 30-year span. Yeah. So it was smart on their part. But I guess, I, I mean, this director's kind of known for that. Like, you think about Ghostbusters, and yeah, it's an 80s movie, but, I mean, it can it can still be perceived as being modern in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> this one kind of stayed by the books. Mm-hmm. Pretty uh, straightforward. We were talking a little bit yesterday about it, um, just how it kind of sits right in the middle of those two main elements of yeah. what a movie really should be, or basically any kind of mm-hmm. hero, protagonist, this, that, and the other. The whole... Basically, story writing 101, movie, yeah. you know, screenwriting 101. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the quintessential hero with a thousand faces. So, you know, when, when people talk about, you know, the hero's journey, a lot of times they're talking about Star Wars, but it applies here. Because in the, in the hero's arc... You love Star Wars. I do love Star Wars. <laughs> I love Star Wars too. I, I'm, I'm one hell of a nerd. Um, so in, in the hero's journey, in that arc, um, the hero gets the call to action. Usually they refuse once, and then something happens that they must take on the on the role and then the choice to become the hero is what makes them the hero they're not naturally heroic which is true of dave and what you have in this movie is he's also got a foil which 
the lesser known track from the hero's journey is the is the the path of the tyrant so the tyrant has all those same calls to action but he refuses or outright takes advantage of them and the mark of of the path of the tyrant is they are never given a chance to redeem themselves and the president in this movie goes into a coma basically within the first 15 to 20 minutes of the movie and he's never he never comes back mm-hmm. he's he's not given a chance to redeem himself so as far as storytelling goes and screenwriting it's fucking solid yeah i mean well, kevin klein plays both of those parts mm-hmm. and he does it well i mean absolutely i mean shakespearean trained actor i mean this guy had, has done theater he's done a whole bunch of movies oh really yeah yeah he's he's an old school actor and you okay. you can tell he's oh, got yeah. that dignified Classical way train, to him. yeah mm-hmm. even for his comedic Mm-hmm. sensibility he's deep he he wears his character as well you know it's a whole body mannerism kind yeah. of thing he doesn't just it's not just his verbiage his mm-hmm. his, his delivery yeah it's, it's his whole body it's, it's like having multiple personalities or whatever it's, it's actually a different person coming through him and it's really cool to see yeah and you can you can set like his four main films at least in my opinion side by side and see four different characters you've got a fish called or a fish named wanda um where he's he's a criminal and he's he's kind of sly. Then you've got Dave, where he's he's this everyman who becomes president. And you've got Silverado, where he's he's the gunslinger who doesn't want to be a gunslinger. And then finally, The Big Chill, which probably was his biggest movie at the time, mm-hmm. where he's just an everyday guy who's caught up in some personal drama. You know, yeah. and, and those are all four vastly different films, four vastly different roles, and he wears them all well. Yeah, does a good job, like mm-hmm. I said. I mean... All right, so we ready to get into Bing Rame's hair? <laughs> okay, okay, you start. Well, yeah. You start. Hold on, let's, do, let's debate this real quick. <laughs> let's let's, let's debate start. this real quick. Was it real or fake hair? I'm going fake. Because it's, I think it was real. real. Yeah. I think it was real. It was, if, if it was fake hair, it would have been so much more full. Like You, mm-hmm. can't, re- you can't tell me you remember him in any role with hair at all. Right. So it makes sense for it to be like that thin. Yeah. Like on the verge of like, yo, I'm shaving my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I he guess probably, maybe. Because this is 93, and then when was Pulp Fiction? 94. Five? My five number six, yeah. And that's that's him, right? Pulp Fiction? He's in there, yeah. 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 Like Marcellus Wallace. Yeah. So beefed up. I wish I had him. a sample. Does Marcellus Wallace look like a bitch? <laughs> he he looks like hair. he has hair in this movie. Yeah. I'm just I only say that because there's a couple times where, like you said, it would be more full if it was fake hair, but you could see that shiny ass head and I'm like, just take it off. Stop wearing the I mask. Bet. Hey Ving. So you know your hair? What about what? <laughs> um, not, nothing. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. I'm good. I totally <laughs> forgot about that sample. That's great. What about it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was real hair. All right. It looks weird, but that's probably Two why he one. shaved his head. Yeah, probably. All right, now we can get into some real shit. <laughs> I'm done. I'm signing off. Have a good night, yeah. ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. So, Fozzie out. So this movie was, was released in 93, so it's it's right after... Uh, Clinton has been inaugurated, so he was he was elected in '92 and inaugurated in January of '93. Movies like had that yeah. self-proclaiming or self-fulfilling prophecy sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> with the whole affair thing. Is that's what I mean? Absolutely. And like the the irony of that is Clinton becoming embroiled in a sex scandal and impeached four years after this, or four or five years after. It wasn't because of the scandal; because he lied. Well, but yeah. hey, I got you. Nothing to lie about if the scandal didn't happen. Right. <laughs> I mean. He, he got he, he got he I made a mess of the of the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think her dress sold like for two hundred fifty thousand or something. On that poor woman. <laughs> oh yeah, poor woman. My ass. No, I'm serious. I mean, dude, she was yeah. Her she life was, like, was ruined. She was like she was, a, she was yeah. a nineteen year old intern at the time. 
Like, well, or like it wasn't. 20, or like it wasn't 22. until recently they made her seem like some old, like, m- like fame chase. Well, more she than probably that, got taken to, what? Well, more more <laughs> than that. Like for for nearly twenty years, she was slut shamed by the entire media. She was the butt of so many jokes, and she couldn't get a whole bunch of jobs. She couldn't. She struggled for a long time. If she just would have swallowed, there would have been no problem. <laughs> no evidence. Swallow the evidence. <laughs> I mean, he's the president. It wasn't. You got yeah. to swallow. It's the president's seed. Come on. Recently, recently, she's she started to kind of recover as far as her her political image or her, her uh, public Politi- image. Okay. Yeah, because but yeah. I mean, that poor, that poor girl. Suffered. Like slut shaming is a thing now. Then it wasn't. Yeah. You know, there were right. there wasn't like a whole militia willing to call out people who were attacking her at the time. Right. Which I I, I get it. it makes sense. But and there's there's a there's quite a few comedians who have come out in the last few years who are like, hey, the way we talked about Monica Lewinsky wasn't exactly cool. Like we contributed to this problem. Yeah, they realized they were literally talking about a 22 year old yeah. intern or whatever, 21 year old intern, 20 year old intern who was mm-hmm. just like. Probably just taken advantage by the president when he wanted a blowjob. <laughs> right, right. That's really what it was. I mean, Clinton was a creep, and he took advantage of the situation, and she's the one that suffered. Obviously, Clinton didn't. Yeah. Like, he, he's he been fine. Mm-hmm. His wife stayed in, in politics. He's still doing he it. Should've, he should have taken anything. a note from this movie and just, like, faked it down. <laughs> and have right. a pastor come in and right. just get divorced. <laughs> Real quick. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's funny talking about Clinton specifically. When when Clinton got a, I believe a, an early release copy of this movie, um, he <laughs> loved it. I bet he. So the direct quote I'm from do that. the direct quote from Clinton was, "Dave is funny and fairly accurately lampoons politics." He <laughs> was all about it. So like, he thought it was somewhat realistic. So Clinton, we got Clinton to uh, guest saxophone on our intro track here. Listen to him. Oh, Billy Boy. That's the prize right there. Yeah. William. Rocking it. Rocking it. Oh, William. I mean, it's, it's, I appreciate that there was so much political accuracy to this film. And part of that can be attributed to the fact that the writer, when he wrote this script, he was working on the failed Dukakis presidential campaign. So, like, he was in the middle of all of this shit and he knew more or less how things worked. Mm-hmm. So, you got a lot of that accuracy. And, Beyond that, the 90s, for whatever reason, we had some phenomenal political dramas and comedies. Like uh, The American President, we had The West Wing, we had this. Um, fuck, there's one more that's escaping me. But we were really good at depicting politics as they should be. For sure. And like the political accuracy that mm-hmm. you're talking about, like Alan was one of the main characters. He's the president's communication advisor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like, Oh, you like yeah. that speech? I wrote that speech. Yeah. Like, like they get down to like the conspiracies mm-hmm. to that level of like, yeah, who's advising the president mm-hmm. and, and, and on an everyday level. Well, and, and what's cool about this is, so this comes out before the West wing and in the West wing notoriously, well, not notoriously, but famously, um, that show is mostly about the president's staff. But in this movie, you get kind of a look behind the curtain where the president's not doing everything. You know, he's got his chief of staff that's that's more or less dictating policy. And he's got his communications director and his speechwriter and this whole team mm-hmm. of people that when you elect a president, you also elect those people, mm-hmm. whether you know it or not. And the, the teleprompter that's next to him that mm-hmm. nobody really knows it's there. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. Even down to the barber. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like. If you pay attention, he's the first one to notice mm-hmm. that uh, Dave 
is is not Dave. actually the president. Yeah. yeah, he's like you. He's like you actually. He's and like, he you was look, killed right you, after that. He's like you look just like him. You know, and yeah. the, even the president's wife doesn't notice, and she sees mm. the man naked and doesn't quite notice <laughs> yeah. until later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like oh you've grown, oh, <laughs> no my, dude. they they address that. Did you notice? Yeah. Like I thought like there was gonna be a penis joke in there, but later <laughs> should have been when he when they're on the lawn. He's like, so when did you realize it wasn't me or it wasn't car, him? Right? Yeah, she's in the car. You looked at my legs. He goes, mm-hmm. it wasn't the shower. She goes, everything was right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice. That's, That's what funny. you figured it was gonna be during that scene. Right. right? You haven't looked at me in years or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yep, and. All right, we're gonna get. Uh, we're, we're going we're, into pantsuit. We're back to. <laughs> you're going to pantsuit. We're back to the segment of Josh's weird kinks. Um, <laughs> yes. Cool. There's. Kinks. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver in this movie is a babe, and I I don't think it's necessarily because of, like she is a beautiful woman, but what what's most attractive about her as in this character is, she's she's authoritative and empathetic. Like she's she's a wonderful person that carries herself with poise and stands up for what she believes. And she's also very pretty. So like she's got good skin. I had it going. I had it going. <laughs> I mean for me I think she's tainted by alien. I'll I'll never be able to get over that's right, that, right. that gross, sweaty alien baby. Because she's thing. got short hair, especially at the end of the movie. It's even shorter. You yeah, know I mean? it kind of reminds me of alien too. But and she's got that bomber jacket. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Like for her role to be like that disgruntled, you mm-hmm. know, first lady. It's like she killed it. She killed it. A couple she of those did. looks of scorn, or yeah. like, ooh, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of. <laughs> what she when when they're on the balcony together, and she's like, "Screw you," and she just walks away. Mm-hmm. She hates me. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so we were talking about how like this movie at the time kind of mirrored not just the administration that was in place, but like mm-hmm. scandals and things that could have been happening. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things just with cover ups and making. Uh, an accident seemed like nothing happened. Yeah, that yeah. relies to today. Like who? Like, like the people that relies to this last week. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. True, true. True. I was thinking like FDR. Not people didn't even know he was in a wheelchair for the longest time. Well, and part of that, part of that was there was a, an unspoken agreement between the media and the the government where, in order to portray the president as a strong leader, mm-hmm. you would, yep. you know, not showcase his his shortcomings, like the. FDR was wasn't shown in his wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump's out of the hospital in two days and beat coronavirus. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck oh, fuck everyone else who died, but you know. So yeah, yeah. it's a miracle, right? Yeah, a miracle. Not because not he's the president and has access to the best. I saw a funny one where it was like yeah. somebody superimposed his face on like the opening scene, like when Willy Wonka comes out of the chocolate factory. <laughs> he's like limping on his cane. And he's got that sour, 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 sour puss look on his face, and then Starts he does, does, the, does the somersault and comes up, and he's smiling like, "Hey, look at me, let's." Get yeah, it. I mean, for for the listeners, like we're recording this in like early mid October, mm-hmm. and it, it, we're gonna release on election day. So what just happened was, you know, the president got out of the hospital. You all remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember? Pepper's Farms remembers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the theme through and through for this movie is accuracy as far as the production. So, like, Greg, you had mentioned cameos, and I I went through and I counted them. So there were seven senators, actual senators, that are in this movie that play themselves. Nice. Yeah, I was going to bring that up when you were talking about how it made it real as mm-hmm. far as, like, the realistic part of it. 
And then there's 21 media and film celebrities that make cameos as themselves. So not just Leno and... 21? Well, tw- 20. So okay. uh, Oliver Stone doesn't play himself. Okay. He plays a conspiracy theorist. But there's, so there's 20 that play themselves, and then there's Oliver Stone. And it's... In, in the credits, I didn't realize that until watching it this time, too, where they're rolling down, and it's the actor with their character name, mm-hmm. and then it's literally half of the yeah. of, of the credits that are rolling are played, as by, themselves. played by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's funny, like, Oliver Stone plays the, what would essentially be the Alex Jones character today. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, it applies I'm, so much. I, I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm sure Alex Jones has been on, uh, what was that? Le, uh, King. Larry King, King Live? Yeah. He's got to have been on that show. So that was, even even that was like a clairvoyant uh, set of realism for me. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Alex Jones is probably like late twenties when this movie came. He's like, "That's what I want to do." <laughs> what do you want to be when you? That's that's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to be a shock jock, but specifically for yeah. conspiracies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. The real, the real. I, I wouldn't say I love this movie, but it is a very good movie. I liked it. Toward, like at the end, it's just it, it gives your hope back to humanity a little mm-hmm. bit that there actually are people that give a fuck. I mean, I thought. The one part where Sigourney actually sees um, her real husband, the president, in his, acom- his coma. Yeah. Um, where she actually, you know, she reminisced about the good times. She, she shed tears, you know. Mm-hmm. She hated the motherfucker. But, yeah. you know, they shared a lot of their time together. And obviously, they, it was good at some point, you mm-hmm. know. So, but that yeah. was cool. Um, I think she was ready to say goodbye anyway, you know. Yeah. And then in comes, yeah. in comes Kevin, Kevin Klein, who's everything she wanted the president mm-hmm. to be. And made the changes that she wanted to see happen. And... Overall, good dude. Mm-hmm. You know, just a, a, a human's human. Kind well, of and he, there's there's a there's two main moments where he he showcases that nugget of gold that's in his chest. You know, it's, the first is when he cuts the budget by six hundred fifty million dollars, mm-hmm. and he finds room to save this this homeless these homeless shelter programs. And the other is when he goes up in front of the country and he's like, "All right, we're going to own this, mm-hmm. and we're not going to slander the vice president." Because one of the things I kind of skipped over in the in the outline was um, the way the way the chief of staff was going to make his way into the presidency was he was going to blame all of the president's crimes on the vice president. And then he was going to appoint himself by proxy as Mm -hmm. the vice president. And then they were going to kill off the president. And all of a sudden here he is. Um, So Dave goes out of his way to make sure the right people are Mm -hmm. held accountable. You got a lot of help from his, I forgot the name of the character. I think Charles Grodin, the, the, his kind of Alan's Alan, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. He he gave him, he gave him all the information that he needed to to it, back. Those was that Grodin or was that Dunn? I'm not sure. I got I got the, him. Are you up. talking about the communication advisor? Yeah, the communication director, like the guy who wrote the speech, mm-hmm. was Alan. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah. Oh, you're saying the, the actor's name? I got you. Because that's that's the guy. Alan is the guy who went on to do Veep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um. And he's also like the dad in Transformers. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's he is not wanted for work. Thankfully, <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah. Anytime I see him on screen, it's like oh, he, he kind of always plays the same character. Yeah. He feels like he would be fun to hang out with. Yeah. Play a little croquet. Yeah. You know, Smoke not 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 to party with. There's yeah, there's yeah, celebrities yeah, where sure. you want to party with them, <laughs> and there's some celebrities where it's like, can we just go get a burger and you pretend to be my dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I cry on your shoulder, daddy? <laughs> Daddy. Hey man, the feeling is real. Yeah, I'm just a glass case of emotions. <laughs> but yeah, so and 
um, the at the time the, this movie was was pitched as much more of a of a comedy than it really turned out to be, um, and that probably got butts in seats. But what everybody walked away from this movie with, even back then, was the speech in front of Congress. Where, you know, the buck stops here. I'm the president, and as they say, the buck stops here. Ending the... Mm-hmm. Ending the, the hate cycle, the, mm-hmm. the stomping over people to well, get to what telling, you want. Telling the, 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 the American people that they deserved to, to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that... Deserved more than he could give them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he deserved... Each one of you is entitled to the whole truth. There you go. And, and my, my favorite part of that speech is he... He kind of has this little smirk, you know, th- thinking back to what would have been his presidency. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, I forgot somewhere along the line that you hired me for a job, an attempt job at that. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to give you my best and I haven't given you my best. It's like, yep. where the fuck is that today? Mm-hmm. You know, that's yep. like I, I look at this and I look at President Bartlett from from the West Wing and... I, I know we're capable of those things because we've written these characters, so it's mm-hmm. somewhere inside of us. Yep. We're just our politics are far too mired down by corporation and lobbyists mm-hmm. and, and private interest. And you said about the, oops, sorry the temp job. He um, <clears throat> said this is a temp job. That's actually mm-hmm. his. That's what he did for a living before he got into the presidency. He, right. he made he made sure people got jobs. He hounded his friends. He mm-hmm. made sure people were taking care of their families. Like I said before, human, human, humans, human, you mm-hmm. know, just making sure people are taken care of. Yeah, he he ran a, a temp agency, and he was very pushy about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think it goes to show, it's like, if you're, you know, like, just a, a, a non-career politician, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? The interest yeah. that you have and the drive you go in when you're campaigning, it's all mm-hmm. grassroots and grass funding. It's like, it's real. It's shit you care about, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like... An imposter goes in there and clears up six hundred fifty million dollars mm-hmm. yeah. because brings in his buddy who just yeah. he just runs a small business to to make room for your whole budget and, that, and, mm-hmm. and that's money that's there already yeah. that yeah. people don't even know and on top of that they're doing all this shady shit yeah that well and they they kind of shine a little bit of light on on those things like uh so it says here that we're paying people for jobs they haven't completed uh mm-hmm. why yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's stop that now <laughs> <laughs> and then he he flat out asks like he brought the news crew in. And he's like, uh, I don't want to tell these homeless kids that they have to go on the street so that someone can feel good about having <laughs> a new car. Do you want to tell them? <laughs> yeah. No, I do not. <laughs> good. Then we've, yeah. we've that. <laughs> yeah. We're moving on. And he's like, that's half the budget right there. He's mm-hmm. like, now let's get to work. Well, and I, th- I and think that's... The- <laughs> we can keep the program. We can keep the program. Yeah. And then that Sigourney easy. is just, just dripping with... Envy and love again. <laughs> yes, dripping with love. I really, I, I've seen this movie before, but it's been a while. And I, for whatever reason, I thought there was going to be a sex scene. No, it's too wholesome for that. Yeah. Little, well, there was, but he died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like so don't, was, that, wrap it up, kids, or don't have sex, or you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the main theme in this movie. <laughs> don't be president and have sex. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Do one or the other. <laughs> yeah, all around. So, when you get to the end of the movie and you you realize like because when you when you first see Dave back in his in his hometown, you kind of initially feel like he's just back to running his temp agency. Mm-hmm. But what you realize is in in his old office, they're running his uh, campaign, campaign for local yeah. office, and he's and, pumped. You know, yeah. like he's he's like, this is where I can make a difference. Like we're in my mm-hmm. community, he's running the bullpen. Yep. And the the two fun 
you know, callbacks in that scene. Obviously, Sigourney Weaver walks in the door, and you know they have their, they they have their oh, "We can finally be together" moment. But then the last shot of the entire film, who shows up? Ving Rhames. There he is. He said, "I what do you say? I I take a bullet for you." Or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they're in the, when they're in, in the ambulance, they have that that heart to heart. Okay, you had there was another callback moment you talked about. Um, I think it was when he was doing his visits to like the. The schools and like, mm-hmm. the, like I don't know if it's MIT or something, but the, the big robotics oh, yeah. company when he's, yeah. he's talking about yeah, it's, he's, a, it's he's working alien those giant callback. arms. That's what it is, alien yeah. callback. Because he's, he's got the big arms and he, he they tell him like move the levers like this, and he goes, I got I caught a fish that was this <laughs> big, yeah. and there he's in is. basically a stripped down version of the aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was cool. That this, was cool. This this is a fun one. I mean, there's it's. It's basic. It's wholesome. It's yeah. a quick film. I think it's uh, like barely an hour and a half long, um, but it's it's definitely something that in these days, and we're recording this before election day. But re- regardless of win- who wins this election, I highly recommend that that everybody goes back and they watch this movie because it will make you feel good. It'll make you feel better about you know the state of things. Maybe things aren't the way they should be right now, but we have it in us to make things better. Clearly, and every man can come in. And make some sort of change. Maybe you know, maybe Kevin Klein's not going to be president, but, but he went back to his yeah. local community and started mm-hmm. acting in that way. You know? Yeah, we can. We can. It's it's shitty that this phrase has been kind of bastardized, but we can be great. You know, mm-hmm. we can we can be a, a paragon for change and truth. You know, we have the capacity. So don't get, you know, don't get too downtrodden, you know, regardless of who wins. Don't be, don't be too rough on yourself. And I, I think that's the real message of the movie Yeah, is, is everybody can make a difference and we can all be better if we work together. Absolutely. Like you said, regardless of who, who wins, if it's your guy or not your guy. Yeah. This is still a great movie that will like kind of. Yeah. Give you, give you a little hope back, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you want to do final thoughts? Yeah. You got anything else? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to touch in on the the plot holes and, and fan theories at the All end. Right. There, right. There's my favorite. I mean, this this isn't even anything like normally I'll like research a ton of shit and dig deep and mm-hmm. like go go down like a weird rabbit hole about some <laughs> of these movies, as you can imagine. But with this one, it's just like the obvious the obvious shit. It's um what bob bob alexander Mm -hmm. is is your bad guy throughout the whole movie is your protagonist right Mm -hmm. like with with how dave admits fault that the the president did for a setup that was bob alexander right Mm -hmm. with that being said we all know that the first guy even if you're the mastermind behind the plan yeah if you like the the real president's dead Mm -hmm. like if he goes if he goes first Mm-hmm. And pleads his case. He's yeah. going to be granted immunity. And what's he going to do? He's going to try to get revenge flip. on Dave. Yeah. You expected Ving Rhames to take a bullet for Dave throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. because of all those conversations, right? Mm-hmm. When the president finally did die, they say it was like, you know, moving four months later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Dave's already on his campaign trail. Yeah. Like he would go to jail. Like yeah. Sigourney yeah. Weaver would go to jail. Ving Rhames would go to yeah. jail mm-hmm. throughout this whole conspiracy that they all were a part of and set mm-hmm. up even though it was bob alexander setting it up yeah and it, it, it in in that scenario it would have up it would have upended those two major changes that they made where it's like the work bill that they set up when he's leaving and uh 
you know the the budget changes. So but, they, so like breaking it down, who who could snitch if that was the case in a real life scenario, and everyone getting. <laughs> Arrested under a conspiracy, it was mm-hmm. it was who who could have popped him off, right? Mm-hmm. We touched before right. about how the bar or the the barber mm-hmm. was the first one to recognize that it wasn't the president when he yeah. says he looked just like him. We already know that Bob Alexander paid off the original medics, yeah, who, who were watching. What does he say? Like a hundred thousand dollars to the doctors and, and fifty thousand to the nurses, and it's like. Yeah, if media, social media was there, especially at that mm-hmm. time, it's like any outlet would pay one of those nurses a triple dollars, yeah. over that that fifty thousand easily, and yeah. and get a get that story. Mm-hmm. So if if Bobby Alexander didn't come forward as like to get himself out of trouble and and gain immunity, mm-hmm. there's it's 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 cool. It goes down to the the barber, yeah, of who mm-hmm. possibly could have. Mm-hmm. And it goes down even deeper when they have that scene when Dave has to learn all of the the yeah you know the print and, shop and it's it's the print shop yeah, yeah. so they were like and, and they they dated back to the time you see it's like black and white pictures which if it was in two thousand one mm-hmm. to whatever it probably would have been digital or right. colored prints but that would have been something at, at the local Kinkos mm-hmm. in DC would have been like. Oh, either the president's mild stroke that he had wasn't that mild, and he yeah. needs like memory learning, or there's something crazier going on. Mm-hmm. And with Stone going on Letterman's, yeah. you know, as yeah. a conspiracy theorist, I like, wish they'd if, given him yeah. more time because I really wanted to know what he thought the differences were. He goes, yeah, yeah. "There are small, subtle differences," and then they cut away from the or they turn the TV off. Yeah, yeah. I wish they would have kept going to that yeah. too. That would have yeah. been tr- interesting. No, that's a good point. But they probably would have talked about the print shop, or he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I know that barber too." <laughs> right. It's cool. It's right. cool though. That's like. The loose ends that aren't tied together, where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, all right, who, who's getting arrested for this shit? <laughs> like, Somebody's got to go to jail. Yeah. Bob's not, if I'm if I'm Bob Alexander, I'm going to jail. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna lay down. Well, he's not gonna lay down. Bob, nope, for sure. Bob Alexander was a dick, especially. <laughs> Whatever new changes from one administration to the next, the White House always maintains its character and its dignity. We're walking. He's walking. walking. He's yeah. Bob Alexander, our White House Chief of Staff. I can't believe it. What an honor, really, for all of you. We're for all walking. of you. 32 we're presidents walking. and their wives are in the White House. He's walking. fucking marching across <laughs> the White House. Shoulder check-in these guests. <laughs> Lucky for you That was my favorite him. part of the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. President, did you have something to say? Yeah. Uh, uh, nope. No. <laughs> oh, man. I could kill him. He's not the president. He's yeah. a normal person. <laughs> I can kill a hundred normal people. Okay. <laughs> Bob Alexander, that's just that name. Yeah, it, it, it definitely He's gives got off so many lines throughout the movie, but like his eyes in those yeah. shots between Dave and Alan even talking, it it's it says more than mm-hmm. his whole script. Or his, his whole portion yes. of the script. Yeah. That I mean that's that's characteristic of his acting in general. Like he's just a very intense actor. So even in this movie where it's somewhat subdued, he's the most intense person in the whole fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> Yes, indeed. I, I really, I've never seen it. I want to go back and, and see his Dracula, because it's probably scary as shit for the time. Shit, maybe we should cover that at some point, too. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try and dig it up, see if, uh, it's got to be, it's got to be digital now, right? No, yeah, Amazon's got to have it. Yeah. We can find it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we can find it. Where's Bob Alexander? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, something about legs and boots. I don't know. <laughs> We're walking. We're walking. <laughs> hey, let's keep moving, folks. We're walking. We're walking. More. Oh, shit. No, this is... So, the the reason I picked this movie over, you know, other political films is, number one, uh, my old man was a big Kevin Klein fan. So, I, I grew up, you know, with this and Silverado and shit like that. Um, 
And so it was a little bit of nostalgia for me, but also I remembered it being, you know, a feel good story and we all kind of need a feel good story right now. So I highly endorse I highly endorse this movie. I highly yeah. endorse Dave for president. Yeah, 2020 vote Dave. Dave, Dave, Dave. Even though this is going to be after the election. Bro, <laughs> write him in. Yeah, right. Apparently, so I, w- I watched a Kevin Klein uh, interview on, or like a Letterman interview yesterday, where he's like, yeah, people stop me on the street, and they're like, man, I wish you would have won. Like, <laughs> you, you people realize I'm an actor, yeah. not a politician. They're like, yeah, yeah, we know. Okay. <laughs> right? yeah. We, we know. Secret say with us, Mr. President. <laughs> Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. Fozzy? I liked it. I think Kevin Klein did a great job, especially playing those two roles. Like you said, mm-hmm. classically trained actor. Um Yeah, like it, it's a feel good. You know, I'm glad that he flipped some of the guys that were against him in the first place. They're now mm-hmm. on his side. Um he got his lady in the end. It's just like Yeah. It's just that it, everything comes together at the end, except for Bob Alexander. We don't know if he's in jail, like Shasi said. Fuck, yeah. fuck. I'm pretty sure you can assume. Everybody gets arrested and goes to jail for <laughs> some amount of time. Well, isn't it like he, he was having a party or something and then like at the it like shows it like everybody's gone and he's just sitting on the couch like fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming. But yeah, no, good good flick. I yeah. yeah. You said you grew up with Kevin Klein. I didn't, mm-hmm. and he did a good job. So yeah. Yeah, I, I I did. I've seen the big chill probably ten or twelve times. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And I like the cocktail tonight too. Nice job yeah. on that bartender. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was one. I did a little bit of research. You know, obviously this was going to be a really special episode. I wanted everything to kind of you know come together, and El Presidente was mm-hmm. the way to go. Yep, and keep it short in this one too. You know, yeah, there's nothing. It's it's ready to go. Yeah. So uh, let's do some plugs real quick. You can find me on Twitter at the Price is Right three one two. That's R I G H T. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Forgetful Writer three one two. That's where we uh, we kind of post some of our our behind the scenes photos and stuff, and occasionally you'll get a picture of my beautiful son. <laughs> um, you can find uh, our other articles and other projects on thepriceisright.com. That's the underscore price underscore is underscore right w r i t e dot com. Um, we we have a store on Teespring. So if you want to check out some of our merch, we have, you know, a Master of the Mix design. We have your first favorite bartender design. Um, Bases the Bacon of Music. We yeah, got, we got that, a few fun that, things going. Some of that for our Patreon. Yeah, so <laughs> look, look us up on Teespring. Uh, Coffee mugs, right. stickers. Yeah. Got it all, baby. Yeah. Slap our faces on your ass. And then as Greg said, our Patreon, uh, theprices.patreon.com. There, uh, if you subscribe and you support us, um you'll get a few extra episodes every month you'll get early access to every episode that we record and uh well, you'll be kept up to date with uh, all the new stuff coming down the pipeline obviously as we start to grow we're going to be uh you know, able to engage with you guys a lot more often and in a lot more ways um fozzy bear no 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 your what book, am i forgetting your, my your book, book I, yeah you're definitely forgetting something i can always <laughs> rely on you for what i'm forgetting <laughs> i wrote a book uh again i in this sentence is josh price uh, it's Reaper. It is a young adult fantasy novel. It's the first in a series called The Gatekeepers. You can find it on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, anywhere online. You buy your books in hardcover, paperback, and ebook. And next year, we're looking at doing an audiobook as well. Okay, now I'll take over. <laughs> Just want to say thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that's. We got a lot of new followers, a lot of new clicks, a lot of new likes. So Chelsea, thank you very much. Forrest, Violet, Steph. Absolutely. We see you, we hear you, we Absolutely. appreciate you. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. But you can find me at 
the Fozcaster on Twitter. Um, look forward to hearing from you, talking with you, and stay tuned. You guys can find me at Shasiat Bands, B A N D Z, at Twitter and, and IG. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Say goodbye. I've always wondered about you guys. What about it? Where they say you take a bullet to the president? What about it? Is that really true? I mean, would you let yourself be killed to save his life? Certainly. So that means now you'd get killed for me. <laughs>